Ba 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 da 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 da. <laughs> All right, let's fucking do this, you guys. Um, Adam, here. Zoe, hello. James, <laughs> right? Perfect. <laughs> yeah, recording. nailed it. Now recording. Now recording. Mm-hmm. I mean, you skipped Perfect. Gabe, but. It's okay. I'm in. I'm looking at McCoy right now. Oh, that's true. He's literally in. Oh shit, that's true. Like so, for the audio syncing purposes, it's fine for you to be here. But for the intro purposes, Gabe. Hello. Nice. Thank you for including Perfect. me. You're welcome. Now recording. I just caught his mic. <laughs> there was an audio glitch, bro, and nothing you said came through. So. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, hey Zoe, what? Where are we? Can you give a little context? Hello. To what the- oh. Or what was what was what you said last week? You know, uh, what were you saying? Uh, hello, like yeah. when you were trying to like keep a conversation going. You're like, <laughs> Dude, we strategize so much about intros, and then I just like sat there and just ruined the fuck out of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting saucy in here. All right. Anyway, this is the Game Club podcast where we are just uh, five friends who play a game each week and then we just sit down and talk about it. And And what game did we play this week? What game did we play this week, Gabe? Insert name here. Uh, (laughs) Insert script. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This week we played A Risk of Rain 2. Much to Adam's disappointment, because he prefers number one. Do you th- wait? Hold on. I actually have a question. Okay, I want to unpack that real quick. I don't <laughs> okay, yeah, fine. That you can do I that. I prefer fine. Risk of Rain one, but Risk of Rain one is a completed game at this juncture, whereas Risk of Rain of two is still in early access and is missing some content. Yes, I should I should preface this by saying that yes, it is technically still in early access and not finished. Yeah, but there's enough there to riff on. Plus, they're selling it. That's the truth. When you sell a game, you have to be ready that people are going to have their first impression, which is one of the most valuable impressions you can possibly have with a game. In fact, it is the most important. And you have to be ready yeah. that they take it there at Early face value. Early access is just kind of insane these days. You could yeah. probably write a book on how it impacts games and etc. Yeah, and then no one but. will read it because it's 2019 and nobody hey. reads books. Thank you. Thank you. Hot take. Hot take. Also, I did just get a Kindle, so <laughs> I'm trying to push myself to read books. But that's not reading a book unless there's paper. It's not a book. Yeah, exactly. Kids I actually have so given up Kindles that. Their Kindles and their Kobos and their. Is this the time for us to books? plug that uh that thing we were talking about last night? Yeah, like a fake ad. Yeah. <laughs> just go in with a fake ad for not what, what audible. Was the, it was like vocal. It was uh, visible. Visual. Right? Visible. visible. <laughs> Have you ever been yeah. tired of audiobooks? Do you feel like the the person who narrates it is just too good at the characters? Like, try reading it again. <laughs> <laughs> Introducing Visible. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. Base yeah. boosted James right there. Wow. Okay. No. Well, we know who's going to do all of our ad reads from this podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a risk of rain, too. Yeah. So, no, but I think we it, we could definitely... I know we just fucking jumped in. You know, I don't care about any of your days either. Um, <laughs> but, like, I think it is a great opening discussion to talk about just what early access means in the modern era because people are straight up selling these games. And, like, for instance, uh, a one that I played was uh, Hades. And I played it right when it first launched. And they were going to do sort of a live game update 
update, 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 update until they launched it, sort of early access with a bunch of updates. And the first impressions for me for that game were not good. Like, I was like, oh, this is not finished. This feels, and especially it's a roguelike 2, which is the same genre here. So it's like those games, you're kind of playing this treadmill, right, to infinity until you eventually just sort of go, I think I'm done. Uh, And that happens really fucking fast with a game that isn't finished. And I just mm-hmm. think like that's the impression you're putting out there in the world, and I I think that's a, a dangerous thing to do. I, I mean, I get it if finances demand it, but what do you guys think about that? Do you guys think like there's a, a huge risk involved with just giving your first impressions away for cheap? I think it is probably the, like you alluded to the financial realities of it kind of force it in some ways. Um, whereas like from a business perspective, it's the only thing that makes sense to do. But like from an artistic perspective. Either someone isn't going to play it until it's fully released and quote-unquote done, or they're going to play the early access version and probably not pick it up again. I had another experience with a game called Invisible Ink, and I actually really loved the um, early access version of it. And I checked back in, which is uncharacteristic of me. I checked back in like a year later once it actually released the game, and I felt that it actually made it worse in some ways. Wow. Like, the game perhaps wasn't actually worse. I think they added a lot of things to it, but it had lost some of the appeal that it had for me um so it's because you like games without good graphics <sighs> <laughs> just cut to the clip of adam saying like i regret that i have not killed myself <laughs> no but like i so do you think that's a function of them like stumbling on something early on or do you think it's a function of they followed a lot of community feedback and the community was just wrong or at least wrong towards your liking like what do you think could lead to something like that where it gets worse over time um i think that they perhaps like well this is like a really close look at specific specifically invisible ink um and I really don't even have all that much information about it because I never played the full version a lot. But I think that they ended up focusing on kind of a story and that they added a narrative to it, which, as you guys know, I very much hate narratives. Um, Definitely a true fact about Adam Stafford. Um, And they, like, I assume had always tried to do this, and a lot of the benefit you can get out of something like Early Access is to... Uh, test out your core gameplay and make sure that it is good and works um, for a lot of people and you can kind of iron out the kinks in that and then you can release the full thing later. Um, But I kind of like the endless mode sort of thing that didn't bother having a story and didn't worry about any of that. Um, And I thought that worked better than any kind of story-driven anything. James, you good, bro? No, I just couldn't hear anything for like half a second but oh god i think it's back well terrifying james um, is i made stuck, a, I made a note. Death. <laughs> sorry i made a i made a stupid noise my bad i just <laughs> like what happened when your very being is an affront to the gods <clears throat> <laughs> well so like okay going back like i think i'm getting early access confused with maybe like open beta like are those interchangeable, or is it more like... They are now. Yeah, I would say not because technically, and not even necessarily in the goal of them. Like, a beta, in theory, is supposed to be like, 
we're testing this from like a structural standpoint like it's mostly done maybe they'll make some gameplay changes but early access is like dude we haven't even built this game yet we just have something that runs and so what do you think like we still we still haven't even gotten through our roadmap yet where i feel like beta is like you're almost all the way through the whole roadmap and then you release it to people just to test it so well, that's technically what those things mean but that's not the common usage because like mm-hmm. so in theory something is alpha if you haven't finished the roadmap if you if there are features left unimplemented then you're an alpha if all the features are implemented but you're doing like testing on it and and tuning things then it's in beta and then mm-hmm. gold is when it's finished and done which nothing ever is now because of patches and etc um but version one would be gold and you're now out of beta um, early access and the common usage of beta, I think, are basically the same. Where it's like, it's playable. Um, it has all the important stuff in it. Generally speaking, there's still stuff that we need to implement, and it's not tuned, but you can play it. It's a beta. We'll make our beta available to people. Again, really technically an alpha usually. Um, so I think in common usage beta and early access are very similar unless it's a triple a release in which case beta just means demo yeah i would the other (laughs) other point i was going to make is i don't think they sell betas yeah i was going to make that point is i think like and i'm not an expert by any means but i think like layman's it's like uh betas are usually like free like open and like or sometimes closed but like yeah hey come in check out what we have here Maybe like do a stress test or something, mm-hmm. whereas usually early access is like, hey, pay like fifteen to thirty bucks to play our game now before it's done, right? Mm-hmm. And but you know you will, but we did see earlier <clears throat> on, like before the early access craze, people would do things like bundle betas with another purchase, like they oh, would God. do things like that to kind of sell it, but never outright where they like ten dollars you get in the beta. Yeah, about that Fallout seventy six pre order get into the beta. Yeah. Oh, I know. Which was Thank actually you. just the whole game because they didn't change anything. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so like, I think that's like the downside to this, though, because like I'm I'm thinking uh, I said Fallout Four prior, but I meant Fallout Seventy Six. But like, the whole like the I think one of the downsides to always having early access is just this mob mentality of things are shit when it's in such an early stage. To the point where, like, the developers have to go to E3 and be like, we still have a good game, guys. And, like, supposedly, like, people are still psyched about it. But, like, I don't know. That's, like, the one thing that comes to mind when I think of, like, Everyone who was psyched about that game was in the audience. (laughs) (laughs) But were they actors? That's the conspiracy. (laughs) God, what if they, like, actually came to a meeting and they're like, we tried to find every person who gave a five-star review to this game and we couldn't honestly ship them into this room and we're going to need to buy some actors to fill it (laughs) out. Oh, God. But I think that's, like, a downside you have to think about. I mean, the thing is, like, the difference also is, like, Fallout 76 has a whole cult following behind it with the prior game. So in that sense, it's, like, there was an expectation prior to that early access release. Whereas Risk of Rain, I guess, you know, Risk of Rain 2 just has Risk of Rain to precede it. Um, But I... I guess I'm not familiar with any uh, cult followings of Risk of Rain, at least <laughs> recently. I, mean, I think it doesn't have a cult important. following, but it does have an, a, a fan community. Yeah. <clears throat> Risk of Rain 1 was fairly well received. I don't know how it did like 
um, in terms of sales, etc. But like, it was generally well liked. It had attention. It was up on Steam, and I think it hit like front page and things like that. Like, people liked Risk of Rain one. Uh, they followed it. There was a community. It was generally people liked it. So Risk of Rain two like had that built in and had a boost from that. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it and looks then, like I I looked it up. Risk of Rain won the 2014 Independent Games Festival um, Student Showcase, and then also it has sold more than 3 million copies. So yeah, I think that's uh, fairly well-received. Yeah, I mean, it's not <laughs> Yeah, Let's put it that way. But yes, totally. <laughs> but I wonder, like, I think did this style of game... Did you at 76? <laughs> it might be. So, I don't know. The thing is, like, man... Dude, I swear to God, it's like everyone who's like, dude, Fallout 76 sucks. I'm like, well, tell me how many hours you put into that thing. And they're like, <laughs> and they leave. You know what I mean? <laughs> it got such a bad rap. No one even tried it. I don't know. I'm curious. But yes, if for the purposes of this, actually, dude, was that even a early access game or was that just a straight beta? That was a straight beta, it, right? It was a beta that was essentially the final game because they yeah. threw out the beta like a week before official release. And they had that cutesy name, break it early, test exactly. it all the time or something. <laughs> and they yeah. were like, yeah, we'll change all the things that you guys tell us are bad. And then there were too many things and they were like, uh, JK. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, they had to go and they had to reanimate Sonic and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and that really held down Fallout 76 first update. <laughs> that's a good use of a beta, actually. It's like, ooh, yeah, actually, we did fuck this up. Let's try again. <laughs> Th- Ooh, that actually happens Sonic. fairly rarely, though. Like, so Final Fantasy XIV is the biggest example that I've seen of that. Uh, that's like the big MMO one, and I've been playing that with friends for a little bit. Um, and the original release of Final Fantasy XIV 1.0 was awful. Everyone hated it. It was just like universally reviled, and they knew that they fucked up. Um, so they actually just like used some of the assets and some of the setting and, and they just made an entirely new game and were, like they shut the, the servers down for like a year or something and then came out a year later with a new game and we're like sorry this is final fantasy 14 anyone who played the original gets a hat it's like <laughs> really wow <laughs> yeah it, they fucked up so bad that they just erased final fantasy 14 the original release from existence dude can you imagine like blizzard doing that with like wow or something like did i wish <laughs> No, but it just means like that, that's isn't that kind move. of what they're doing with uh, with WoW Classic? It's kind of kind the opposite. Of. They're like, we made a game that people like, so we're gonna release the version that's actually super shitty now. Yeah, we're gonna undo all of our changes. Oh, exactly. We're gonna go that's back true. to Alpha. <laughs> they're gonna do what what Adam wanted with Invisible Ink. They're gonna like release yeah. the original <laughs> version. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I feel like it really depends on what type of game and what type of gameplay loop you have. Because, like, I don't know. Like, Risk of Rain as an early access game, I enjoyed my time with it. Like, I, I was like, okay, this is cool. I'll check back on this in a gajillion years if I remember, and we'll be good. Um, but, like, you know, some games, like Hades, for instance, I was like, I don't know if I want to check back on this game. Like, you broke my heart. Like, yeah. I expected mm. so much from you. So, I feel like they got away with it, and some people do. Um, but it's a, it's a real risky move, and you're definitely... Like, I, I just do not think you can have the same level of splash, like marketing splash, for a game that was early access released, then released. Because it's like, it just feels like you're giving this game fanfare twice. So you're like, hey, it's an early access, check it out, play it. Everyone's like, okay, cool, cool, we'll totally play it. And then you're like, and now, a year later, it's released, released. And everyone's like, didn't you already do that? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Mm, yeah. well, that's what I was wondering with Risk of Rain 2 is, I don't know when it was officially, <laughs> like, brought onto the Steam store. 
So I don't know if I came in like a bit later after they had polished some stuff or whatever, but I was impressed from what I saw from it being an early access title compared to other early accesses I played where I'm like, this is barely a game. Yeah. Have you played some just junky early access games? Daisy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that never really got there. It finally like officially released like earlier this year or late last year or something, but the damage is done. I feel like that's more just giving up than officially releasing. (laughs) Declare it released because they don't intend to continue working on like they basically had been anyways. Yeah, probably. And they were like, "Fuck, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds just took everything we had." Yeah, yeah. And then then Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is like, yeah, exactly. Fortnite (laughs) took everything we had, and they're like, "Dude, we're like six games behind in this chain of just everyone stealing each other's fan bases, so we just need to quit." Um, Yeah. And then Apex took it and dropped it. Yeah, dude, I was fucking calling that. I, there's no way that a game as popular as Apex that like rose as high as it did could possibly keep up with the demand of content that the that the world had for it. Um, yeah, I mean, Epic just has infinite resources to throw at Fortnite, so you can't you can't compete with that. I mean, That's EA could try because <clears throat> EA also has infinite resources. It usually uses those resources to destroy studios they don't like, but yeah. <laughs> Right. I mean, they're too busy doing that to actually support one single studio. Hmm. Yeah, plus they're too busy putting out other fires. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, my God. But also, I think yeah. that They're too busy ruining Star Wars. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. They really are. But, like, I think that studio also did a honorable effort at pushing away EA and being like, stop for a second. We made this beautiful. Like, let us handle this. And I think the reality is they just weren't big enough and they had too much um, desire to make things good yeah. and take the time to, to do that. Uh, yeah. And it's it's just a catch. That's just, that's how it is. Like, I'm not blaming them for that. I think that's fucking honorable. But at the same time, yeah, you're going to drop the a, spotlight. It's kind of like a double-edged sword. It's like, you know, they, they got needed- more creative freedom, but then they may not get necessarily the resources that EA can provide yeah. if they were more open to accepting EA's assistance yeah Yeah, they're like here's a hundred developers we'll ship them into your backyard um yeah right (laughs) airdrop (laughs) yeah i just like buy drones they're just (laughs) dropped off it's a dude with a suitcase (laughs) (laughs) that's how i imagine adam goes three at a time though via drone they drop in three at a time is adam not a drone adam is a Uh, drone no comment yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah but no but let's say okay so then in terms of first you know touches with this game or first impressions, I want, let's just do a little round table. Like, I'm just curious what people thought for me personally, I had, I had a ton of fun with this game and I'm so happy that they released it when they did. And I played it and it didn't even occur to me as an early access game. It sort of just feels like a live game started early. You know what I mean? Where it feels like it was complete mm-hmm. enough for what it is. It wasn't a full price game. So then now they're just going to start their live game process. And, you know, they can call that early access if they want, but it didn't feel like I was robbed necessarily of much. I'm curious, maybe people who played the other one feel like, oh, dude, it's not complete or something. But I'm just, what do you guys think? Um, so I did play, I think I'm the only one here who has played Risk of Rain 1. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, sure. So <clears throat> coming into Risk of Rain 2, it was like, oh, they did Risk of Rain 1, which was great. And they did all the same things that made Risk of Rain 1 great. Neat. And I just got to kind of got to play Risk of Rain one again like risk of rain one is 2d it's like a side-scrolling platformer kind of thing but it has the same loop and the same general stuff going on and it kind of hits the same buttons so it's really just like a rehash of risk rain one in a way that doesn't feel stale um so 
I enjoyed this game. I played a fair bit of it, not this week, but prior to this week. Um, 27 hours total logged on Risk Brain 2. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed it. It does good things, and it is cool. Yeah. I feel like naming your hour count is like one step away from like achievement score. You know what I mean? Like, Weird flex. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm just flexing on you guys. <laughs> I was playing this before it was even picked as the, as the, the thing because James gave me a copy for free because when they released it, it was a buy one, get one deal. Oh. Yo, James, yeah, I'm going to remember that shit. <laughs> <laughs> McCoy will remember this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow, too soon, bro. Too soon. <clears throat> um, <laughs> I think Adam was like the only person who was like in voice with me at the time. And I was like, yo, so do you want to play this right now or not? And he was like, okay. So I gave it to him. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Likely story. Yeah. Moving on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyone else? what do you guys think of the first impressions of this early access? Do you feel like it was missing stuff? Do you have a good time? What, what do you guys think? I mean, it's very well polished. I, I mean, if you were to hand this game to me and ask me to play this and then ask me after I'd been done playing it, you know, do you, is this a completed game or an early access game? I honestly would tell say it's a completed game. Of course, like, we didn't get too far when we played together. We only really got to, like, three or four stages. But, like, it did feel like a nice, complete game. Um, I, I was actually very impressed and this is like a very like weird nitpicky thing, but like launching the game and going to the option screen, I can't tell you how nice it is when you are trying to tweak visual things in the game and seeing the difference your visual changes make, like less shadows, more shadows, and you see your like pod and it will like flick through the changes of like this is what more shadows look like this is what less shadows look like i can't tell you how much i appreciate games that do that just because i hate being like i don't know maybe i want less shadows uncheck the box have to apply changes wait 10 seconds restart the game and i'm like yeah exactly and then you're just like i don't know if i changed anything so like that part like oddly enough i was like very very well with this like i was like very happy with it um like overall i'm gonna have to like admit the roguelike genre is not my cup of tea i don't really like games such as this you know apex legends included just because i always end up coming in late to the game and by that time everyone's a master at what items are good for which people and you know, people are really good at like opening chests and quickly doing stuff. And I'm just still like, what am I doing? I'm looking at the ceiling. I don't know. Um, so maybe that influenced it somewhat. But um, I mean, there are there are some visual aspects of this game that I can go into later that really bother me about this game. Um, I mean, but otherwise, like, I mainly appreciate this game for the multiplayer camaraderie more than the gameplay itself i feel like coming away from it i think i enjoyed more just like digging around with friends than actually playing the game but what did you think about the story <laughs> yeah, there was no narrative elements like what the hell like i didn't 
you know, I wanted to know what my huntress's uh, backstory was, and they gave me none. So, like, Dude, what if they just like straight just sift, just took that straight from League? Just like it's just Ash, like <laughs> just like copy and paste some story from that. So, like, and, there and is she... actually some backstory if you go. There's um, it's just like not part of the game, and I haven't read any of it, but it's apparently Wait, there. Wait, so can we get Adam to come in here and, and comment on whether that's yeah. canon or not? No, I can. Um, so the premise of Risk of Rain One, and it seems Risk of Rain Two is the same premise basically um unclear because it's not finished but um risk of written one's premise is that you're on a shipping freighter um and it gets something goes wrong and it crashes on a planet and all these like super cursed things that were being shipped end up crashing on the planet and you are a survivor um of this and you come down in your escape pod and you have to unlock the boxes and, and use all the super cursed items to you know survive and eventually escape the planet um and uh, in the end, you end up, you know, fighting the thing that brought down the shipping freighter and and teleporting back home, basically. Uh, is there an end, the end to Risk of like, Rain 1? Uh, there is. Interesting. Um, you can continue looping forever, uh, and Risk of Rain 1 is balanced a little bit differently, or at least it was when I was playing it, because they continued updating it uh, past when I had played it. Um, but in Risk of Rain 1, either you get better than the monsters do and you can get better faster as a result of that and you take off and become an invulnerable god king and dominate the world or the enemies or you don't grow fast enough and the enemies outpace you and you eventually lose um but there's a slight story most of the narrative it's not even really narrative is told through like item descriptions i don't know if you guys looked at the like the codex or the log books or whatever um but on every item, there's a shipping manifest. On most enemies, you can get monster logs that talk about them. Um, and you can get some information on the uh, survivors as well. And a lot of that is unfinished for Risk of Rain 2. Um, oh, gotcha. But it's all very good. It's well-written, funny stuff. Um, because, you know, it's a bunch of very cursed stuff that has fallen on this on this uh, planet. The like, set Soldier of- Syringe's booster attack speed, and it's like... The shipping log is a conversation between like two generals talking about like the merits of, you know, doping up their soldiers, and it's like, yeah, no, it's got all the good stuff in there: taurine, steroids, gasoline, you name it, it's in there. Uh, I've never had anyone die from using it, so just give as much as you can to your soldiers; they'll never get sick. <laughs> Seems reasonable <laughs> enough. I do love how they have the items just sticking off you when you get them, so you just have these like syringes in your leg or whatever, yeah. and you're just like, damn. Are we out here today um yeah man i don't know it's just funny to me that they would even write a story for this game like sure do it if you want but it's just like a funny thing that like it feels like i don't know it's like what people think they have to have so it's like it feels like it reminds me of like a youtube video where like they had to have an intro and they had to have an outro mm-hmm. it's like we have to have this it's like do you have to have a story for this at all or is it fine without it like i don't know well, that's what i appreciate about the game is if you can just jump in and kind of have fun and just play it and understand like the simple mechanics it has you don't need to worry about complex game design or choices or some crazy narrative it's just like drop in play have fun with your friends or solo yeah yeah have you played solo at all has anyone played solo at all i mean i played like yeah. a couple of quick rounds but <clears throat> mostly with friends mm-hmm. yeah it's like what like vastly different with the different amount of people you have Yep. Like, which is kind of crazy. And I think it's worth like mentioning that 
I feel like because we had to say this eventually. So, so basically last night we tried to get a bunch of people together and at some point we got over the limit of four and I had read somewhere on a forum that you could like mod the game to get 16 players into it. And I was like, let's fucking go. <laughs> so we did. And it turns out I did it. And then like everyone else had to too, because it was like, it would come up with this error message saying like, hey, um, you're, uh, you know, their version of the game is 3,800 and whatever, like the build number or something. And your version of the game is the letters M-O-D. <laughs> and so I don't know what to do with that. And it would say like, I don't know if this is a newer or older version, but you need to like deal with that and so then i was like okay the perfect solution everyone else must mod it too <laughs> so then everyone modded their game and we were and you can you can absolutely get 16 players in this game uh we only did five but honestly it was fun it was fantastic like it worked so great and i just was looking at this like dude put this in production tomorrow this is so fun like how are you holding this from people uh, the highlight was uh all of you guys dying me killing the boss and getting 13 will of the wits <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, I activated two shrines of the mountain. <laughs> That's a lot of uh, a lot of that thing. <laughs> uh, I just I don't know. I just I, I sit in there going like, wow, it is interesting that they limit it to four. I wonder if they have you know network concerns or something else that they're worried about. But just generally, like at least with five, I would imagine more. But I guess there could be hurdles. But it was it was so fun. Yeah, it was so fun and so crazy and so over the top, which I feel like is this game anyway. So. <clears throat> yeah 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 all, all the items in this game like stack with themselves and with each other like multiplicatively kind of so you just end up with this kind of explosion of effectiveness and risk of brain one the enemies didn't really keep up super well so you would have infinity runs that last like 30 hours if you can stay up that late um early whatever um whereas in risk of brain two the enemies will eventually crush you I've never had a run that lasted more than like an hour, 15 minutes or something. Um, yeah. Cause eventually the difficulty just starts like laughing at you or some shit. And you're like, okay. Okay. It does literally. It does that. Yeah. The difficulty thing just says, ha ha ha. So I haven't um, experienced it, but there is an ending, right? Like you can come to an end of a run. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Um, it's not like satisfying. It's I think a kind of a placeholder, but it does exist. Yeah, you can like essentially like win, quote unquote. Oh, really? Yeah, you That's obliterate awesome. yourself on an obelisk, and that is the end of it. Sounds like victory. <laughs> I don't to really me. know if it's yeah. winning. There's just a, a text oh, that I just jumps that to the once. screen and says, "Oh, I get it. You had four turret guys, and they all had those heal things. <laughs> we literally can't yeah. stop you. There's nothing we can do. <laughs> Fuck you." The victory screen just says bottom text. Yeah. <laughs> so the. The multiplayer is interesting to me because I've played just two-player a number of times and maybe three-player once. But the issue with it is that... So say one player ends up with a good set of items and someone else ends up falling behind. Uh, that other person is going to keep dying at the beginning of every level. And they just have to kind of sit and watch, continuing to not, being in, to not be able to get items because they're dead. And then they spawn into the next level with even more of a lag behind the rest of the group. Um, so I could see that being very frustrating if the group isn't of like comparable skill level, because eventually you're just going to be useless and there's no catching up. Yeah, so that was actually going to be a point I was going to bring up in my experience with playing, because like I said, having come in late to the game, like everyone was aware of what items do, 
like what like you know you need a farm you need to open chests and then eventually we're gonna you know we're gonna channel the teleport um and for me i had a lot of like for some reason when i kept playing i kept on finding myself on the side of the map where like no enemies would spawn yeah and like because of that i would just kind of keep running and like you know try to catch up with the group and then by then all of them have farmed up enough gold to be opening these chests and then like i couldn't like i i couldn't get my items and then i would just immediately die once the boss spawned and so that was like a rather frustrating thing for me in regards to like you know my personal playing and like sure like occasionally mccoy would be like hey zoe here's a chest like i'm gonna open it for you like take this item but like the fact that i just like couldn't do it myself was very frustrating Yeah, I mean, you know, it's one of those weird things where, like, it just has to do with, like, how good of a hold do people have? Like, I actually think over time people have gotten worse and worse and worse at this with all these single-player games and all these multiplayer games they play online, like, solo. But, like, there is a managing yourself in multiplayer games, and then there's managing your team. And I think people are just really bad at managing their team. Like, and you yep. can tell, because, like, I'm sitting there going, like, pair up. Like, pair up with the healer. Like, don't go out alone. It's starting to get dangerous. But, like, I'm saying that because I'm looking around and I'm watching people get isolated and nearly get picked off. And it's like, no, 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 no. We got to be a unit now. Like, we're in some some deep shit, and so we got to do this. And so I just think, like, that's sort of... I think that's something that happens when a group maybe plays together for more time or whatever. Maybe people will notice more over time. But, like, eventually I've gotten with groups of people where it's, like, very obvious. Like, this item is for you. This item is for me if you find it. And so then everyone just starts, like, managing each other's inventory and trying to, like, help each other out. And then it kind of alleviates all that. But we were also playing with so many people per map that it was, like, all the chests were just open in, like, 10 seconds. And everyone was just like, hmm, what do we do? <laughs> uh, and that's fair. And then you, you just have nothing. And that's really unfortunate. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's interesting because, like, I watched that happen, too, and I was like, well, I can help a little, you know. But uh, it's mostly just, like, everyone's running around with their head cut off around the map. You know what I mean? And it's actually, like, probably optimal to do that at first when it's not dangerous. But eventually, once it gets dangerous, like, I feel like the group needs to, like, get closer and closer and closer. Like, the penguins in the Antarctic, right? Like, they get, need to start huddling together in order to be safe. Um, or else people will just start dying and they will start falling behind. And I feel like, yeah, I, I, like, I can definitely see that criticism of this game. I also see the criticism of the group for that. Like, I think it is to some degree our responsibility to make sure you don't die and do get geared. Because um, it doesn't serve us. Yeah if you just die <laughs> like that doesn't help anyone so yeah. it's kind of weird though because i think it might um i mean it's certainly not optimal in terms of like having a fun time with your friends which is what <laughs> this should be about but because the items like multiply with each other and themselves it almost makes uh, like you have to balance this against the fact that each player only has so many cooldowns but like if you can get one person to the point where they can just destroy everything then like, you can kind of do that, and it doesn't matter, right? So, like, the optimal thing to do, in some ways, is to have someone get as many synergies as possible, and maybe there's, like, two sets of synergies you can kind of have within a team. Like, the bustling fungus is really, really good on the engineer, but kind of useless on anyone else. Um, so it's fine if they have that, but 
having all the proc on hit items and giving those to the commando because they work best with that and have any kind of attack speed increase go to the commando as well and all the crit and all the lifesteal go to the commando as well. It gets you a just want all weird. the items. No, well, but see, <laughs> you like no, no, but I totally hear that though. And also like, it's like, if you really want to talk about that in terms of like what's optimal, then isn't it just all to the engineer period? Like why he can use fucking on hit moves. He can use attack speed increases, right? Like all his turrets get all that stuff, right? Everyone, everyone can use everything. Um, and some people are slightly better at some things than others. Um, and because everything multiplies with them, each other and themselves, because, you know, if you get more attack speed, then this means more chances to hit on, on hit kind of things. And sticky bombs, for instance, like are even more this way because each sticky bomb stack you get gives you more damage on sticky bombs and also has a higher chance of giving you sticky bombs. Um, so it gets kind of silly pretty quickly, particularly if one person has all the items, um, which is not the fun way to play, but you get more benefit from these synergies if one person has all the stuff. Yeah, see, that's just an interesting of like, what is the party trying to do? Are you trying to win? Because if you're trying to win the hardest possible, then like I would totally be someone with no items and die over and over again and just open chests. I would so do that. If that if our goal was like how fucking far can we take this? Let's do it. I'll I will be the sacrificial lamb. But if you're just trying to like hey everyone let's just like like have fun and play, then it's like just evenly distribute as best you can, right? Like you know just trying to make sure everyone feels strong enough and knows what their role is and know where to stand. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's the better way i think to experience this game but it's a weird thing in games when opt like play optimal and fun optimal are distinct like that is a dangerous thing to have in a game Mm -hmm. is it even is it even optimal though because eventually the person even if they have ten thousand items they're just going to get one shot right So if you have two people with 5,000 items instead of one person with 10,000 items, we need a, we need a whiteboard for this. <laughs> if you approximate the value of 1.5 of this, it you might, know. Yeah, it might be beneficial, actually, to spread out items. We need top minds right. on this. You know, I will say, I if there's anything that I feel like about the items that bothers me, it's the fact that you can't drop or specific, specifically give to the 3D printer the item you want. That's the one thing that just bothers me. Like, I wish mm. I could say, hey, man, yo, I totally picked this up for you, but I've got all the attack speed. We're just going to stack it on you. You're going to go crazy. Like, I would love to do that. Um, but you, I'm, but you I'm sure you would super love to get rid of all your first aid kits and turn them into sticky bombs or soldier syringes, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. No, but here's yeah. the thing, right? This is a, a, a co-op versus AI game. And they can do whatever the fuck they want. Balance doesn't really matter as long as the players are close to each other and accomplishing the same goal. So they could totally say, fuck it. Do you want to have 20 syringes? Do it. Like, we're going to watch the you and we're going to have fun yes. watching you. Yeah. Yes. The answer is always yes with syringes. Absolutely. The syringes yes, you have, the better. Just, just keep giving them to your soldiers. They'll never get sick. They don't die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's see. I don't know. Um, it's... Okay. Yeah, I think, I mean, balance does matter in a multiplayer game. It Balance even matters in single-player games. It's it's a little bit different than, and you have you can be a little bit maybe looser with it than you could with a game that is multiplayer versus, but it does still matter. Um, and I think part of 
risk of rain is the randomness of what items you get. Which is strange because there's nothing really you can do to adjust. The only choices you have in risk of rain in terms of your build, so to speak, are like the there are three items and you can only pick one boxes. Uh, and 3D printers, which just give you the option to essentially turn as many items of one tier into a specific item um, as you can. So when you find the 3D printers that give you solder syringes, you just dunk everything in there and have solder syringes and hope you find things to patch your weak points later. Um, so it's a bit weird because there's not much choice you have in terms of build. Yeah, I think that's um, so the randomness, the ally. Like I feel like it's all about like coordinating with an an ally's build. I think is where the choices come in. I think like the real, not the real way, but the way that I really enjoy playing this game is like when everyone is calling out what drops at every time, and they're not picking it up immediately. They're instead distributing, like, hey, I've got one of these. Hey, I've got one of these, and then they kind of like, that's where the the options come in. It's like, hey, this is what we have as a global resource. How can we sort of on the fly build this? And it gives you more options that way. Yeah, I guess I never really got to play a ton of like larger multiplayer groups. I only played with one person. So like when James and I would play together, we just pretty much picked up whatever, except sometimes one or two items we would just give to each other. But it was usually just take what you unlocked. Adam, we got to get you in a 16-player game. I'm telling you. Okay. Invite all these other friends that are outside the podcast that I don't believe exist. Um. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, yeah, sorry. I don't know why. I'd... <laughs> just, let's just like let's just attack Adam for no reason. I just I think I'm like I'm too I'm too used to being attacked. I don't know. Anyways, um, okay. I feel like that's yeah. all of us. Just none of us have friends that are outside the podcast that would ever want to play video games with us. Dude, I I'm, thought I'm about inviting sure my whole Gabe team. Gabe is list. imaginary. Yeah, I don't exist. <clears throat> Yeah, it was actually becoming a really uh, huge problem for me to like shadow box or what, what's the term for uh, when you have like a second computer that's like following all your input commands. So that's how I <laughs> oh, that's yeah. how I initially created Gabe. <laughs> oh, okay. And yeah. then you gave him a soul, and then you took it I, away, and then you gave him a, the rest of the body. <laughs> Shouldn't have done that. This, this seems convoluted. <laughs> Honestly, if I could do it again, I wouldn't have made it so complicated. <laughs> but it was just it organically grew and then there escaped. But yeah. Um Yeah, man. I don't know. It's just it's just it's okay, I do want to go back to that conversation of balance though, because I do agree with you that it does matter in these games that are not directly multiplayer one on one games or even five on five or anything like that. But I think you can be looser and you can optimize a lot more towards fun. Like and a lot more than I think games are willing to do. Like you know, you just think about games where you're like, you can do an air dash. And I'm like, cool. Like, this is a single-player game. Give me 15 air dashes. Like, why not? That'd be so fun. Like, no, why I, do I need to have one? I see what you're There's saying. There's an item for that. <laughs> there is an item for that. Um, <laughs> but no, I see what you're saying, because I think definitely, like, balancing comes into more priority if it's, like, a multiplayer game where it's, like, players versus players. Yeah. Because obviously you don't want to have some crazy distinct advantage. Yeah. Where it's, people are going to complain and be like, like, what the hell is going on here? And you definitely have more wiggle room with player like versus AI because usually you can have more people come together, take down an AI, and if they get like that good feeling of like just kind of like coming in, just like steamrolling everything, they're like, yeah. yes, yeah. I love that. But it is, like Adam said, it still is important because you still kind of want that challenge. You don't want to just steamroll everything forever and be like, 
Yeah. Well, okay, like, what's the point then? Yeah, it has to be, I guess, the contrast yeah. between, like, I was struggling and now I'm steamrolling. That, like, feels good. But I just imagine, like, if you think of Anthem, people are, I was watching a video on Anthem and they were just talking about how the cooldowns are just ridiculously long. Like, you've got to power a super ability, like an ultimate, but it tastes, like, lasts, uh, you know, or not, it's not last, the, the cooldown's a minute. You know, and you can fly, but only so far. I'm just like, fuck all that. Like, why? Like, I would rather do the fun, press the fun button more often than less often. Like, wh- why? Why do that? So, I, whenever I see a, so, a game that'll do that, where they're like, this thing is kind of fun, but you can only do it for a little period of time. I'm just like, ugh. That's so lame. So, there, there's, I mean, I have... I, I, I agree with you in general, but I do have a kind of devil's advocate position, which is that, um, like, if you just give them the fun button always, then they just mash the fun button and it stops being fun. You know? So yeah. you have to you have to kind of... You have to make it special. Um, but... And that's, like, a difficult balance. That's where the balance comes in, right? Is, like, figuring out how many... Um, like ultimate abilities you can give somebody in a given period of time, so it it feels it feels like it actually matters to use it. Yeah, <clears throat> and you probably need to give like a progression in terms of getting more and more uses of the fun button until it becomes pretty active or, or something like that to sort of yeah. make them feel. But I just remember, like, do you remember uh, like mods back in the old days of Fallout where you could just get like a chain gun that shoots atom bombs? Like, that should be in the game proper. What? I disagree. Why? I I kind of agree with James on this point. Like, if the core gameplay isn't fun, then there's something wrong. And maybe you need to give someone more things to do. Um, But, you know, presumably in Anthem, for instance, you can still do, like, your base actions. uh, Shooting and getting behind cover and that sort of thing, which they probably hoped was actually fun. Um, and the fun button itself is I didn't play Anthem I hear it was not a tremendous success Um, so giving that rarity to the fun button uh, and having fun things like that um, actually exist like okay if you had a chain gun that shot atom bombs in Fallout as like an actual thing this dramatically changes the character of the game um and for instance, if it actually is something you find in the game, then this is this becomes the only thing you will ever use. Yes, like, but you know, obviously, there's a limited resource of how many atom bombs you have, and I, so that, but I just feel like, how do I say this? It's like that moment when you turn the cheat code on and you just spawn a hundred ships in front of you and they just like shatter on top of all the like you guys ever played gta where you type in on your cell phone to spawn any uh item you wanted any weapon any car any vehicle but the vehicles would fly i think it was gta 4 they would fall from the sky when you spawn them so you could use the spawning of a vehicle as a weapon so someone's like hey man give me your money and you just type on your phone and a a car just appears above him and just falls on him (laughs) like this shit is just fun I'm just like, dude. I don't know. Like, I get that that doesn't it's fit. It's fun, but I think it's I think it's in its perfect place where it's like a extra like a cheat or like a mod that you have to go out of your way to do or get to then add to your game. It, yeah, rather if they, than like. In, go ahead, Adam. Yeah, they kind of have to put it in that separate box. Like, I, I very much agree with you. They have yeah. to put that in a separate box, otherwise, it is part of the game, and you don't like consider it as something that is outside of the game. So if you put it in that separate box, then 
someone doesn't consider it to be a part of the game's balance, and they know that when they're using it, they are kind of abusing the game to some degree. Yeah. Even if it's something they've programmed in and gave you the option to do, like in GTA 4, um, you know, you a lot of what the game might be about is lost if you always have that capability. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, I, yeah, and so maybe cheat is, like, a nice way. I think that, it, un- unfortunately, for the past maybe, like, 15 or so years, like, like all of the console people have been just completely left out of, like, most of cheats and most of mods, or all of mods. And it just breaks my heart, because, like, just abusing the systems in that way is just so fucking fun. Like, that's what I think I, I really do like about risk of rain, actually, is that they let these things stack. Instead of being like, it would not be balanced if they stacked you know you get one of each it's like fuck that the balance is you want to go crazy that's the whole point i want to go crazy and i want to get as far ahead of this curve as is possible and i know it'll eventually just come back and squish me but i want to get out ahead as far as i possibly can so let me do the craziest shit so that's what's cool about like they're ramping up like difficulty system is you can get that perhaps like that you know area where you're just like unstoppable and you're getting that feeling, that rush, that high of like, yes, I am, I am the one. Yes. But then eventually, the game will creep back up on you, and so you'll kind of realize like, oh, this is still challenging. Like this is getting more challenging. More and more as time goes on, and the game is eventually just gonna come back and say no. Yeah. No, it that, always that does. time is over. But like, do you remember when you were playing the engineer and we had so many of those mushrooms on you, the healing ones, where if you stand still, that your turrets could literally heal like so much that nobody was even taking damage basically like our health bars would like flicker like for a frame they would take damage and then they would just jump back up and we all just stood at the turrets and just chain gunned everything at the bosses that's just optimal strategy baby no but it was so fun because it was so <laughs> yeah, fucking like we are so ahead of this curve we are so wrecking this this is so rad and it just felt like this is imbalanced quote unquote but like it's not it's just fun well do you remember like when we were playing with lee and we were doing that strategy but then we would fight like a enhanced like boss imp that would actually be a challenge yeah because he would crush like, the turrets like the thing the nerf for the turrets or like to combat the turrets dude that was terrifying because he would destroy the turrets and then we were like well actually we have nothing exactly <laughs> <laughs> if, if not for turrets we have nothing no it's yeah yeah i agree there definitely was challenges like that dude that was the other thing man like your boss spawn decides everything or at least when we were playing it i don't know if they've changed that but it was like which boss is it is like everything in terms of when you're at the higher levels because some of those bosses just destroy you and others are easy yeah like just absolutely easy it's kind of same with like the lava worms because if you get unlucky and they just like dog pile right on top of your turrets and you're all standing right there it's like oh yeah we're in trouble <laughs> yeah i don't know it's just like it reminds me of um like dead cells which we don't need to go into a, a, a long hour-long discussion of dead cells it's amazing hopefully one day we'll get there but one of the things that game lets like allows you to do is it tries to drop not random items, but items that synergize with what you already have. It's trying to skyrocket you ahead of the curve with these multiplicative item drops. So you're sitting there going, God, I have this thing that would that does a crit every time someone's on fire, and then the next thing it'll drop is like a fire item that you can toss at the enemies to light them on fire. So now you can be doing that as crit damage, and you just start going insane. And that's what it wants you to do. It wants you to see where the curve is, and it wants you to just shoot ahead and just dominate. And I just feel like, dude, like the AI is not going to be like mad. They're not going to like complain on the forums that for three levels, you just dumpstered everyone. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me do that. Um, 
so that that's what i appreciate about this game on some runs and i appreciate games that do that that are willing to say you know what dude just wreck our bots for a bit if you get it done if you get lucky or if you get a good strategy like just just do it that reminds me of i think it's like shadow warrior i think but there's a video game that um people always post about because it has a, like a difficulty setting that's basically that like it's like be it's like below easy it's like you're a super god and you can't be stopped <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, it's, it even says like, it's, it's designed for like, if you had a rough day at work and you just want to come home and just feel like a hero and just be unstoppable. <laughs> Dude, I should try that. See, all they need to do is the, the only, like, this is the most fun game I've ever played. It hasn't been created yet. All it is, is a normal game where we're just at some point in there that I can't immediately figure out where they just turn that mode on in the background. <laughs> That's all but, I asked them quick, to do. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't they allow you to press the fun button early? uh no 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 yeah yeah i see what you're saying but like what what a terrible game this is that you've invented because you can't <laughs> simply just come in having the fun button already pressed for you well there are certain abilities that are actually just fun and without having them it's just not fun like like right. flying i would like a game to come yes. in and like analyze like your face and like your stress levels and just be like always oh, having a rough go at it i'll i'll go easy on him <laughs> Dude, well, cause like coming soon to a Google Home near you. I know, seriously. <laughs> oh my You're god. You're welcome, Google. Yeah, dude. I was talking to a coworker, <laughs> and she was like, "Yeah, our entire house is wired up with with Google Home." And I was like, "Oh, cool. Like, what does it do?" And she's like, apparently, I mean, crazy stuff. But like, you know, she has blinds, like smart blinds that open and close based on her Google thing. She has lights. She has uh, a thermometer, I think, as well. You know, just like all these things. It's really bizarre. So she has a morning routine. Where at a certain time it'll be like hello, and then it'll like open the blinds, and then it'll like turn the lights on slowly, and it's just—I don't know if that's the most amazing thing I've ever heard, or if that's the most terrifying thing I've ever heard. This is how the machines will win, dude. They just don't open the blinds by, and you never by get turning out. on exactly. the lights slowly <laughs> <laughs> or quickly, and you're like, no, my eyes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Well, okay. So take this take this game as an example. Uh, Star Wars Force Unleashed. What they did with that game is they, I think it's one of the classic examples of really, really missing with what makes a game fun as difficulty progresses. So what they did is at at start, you face stormtroopers, the default enemy, and you have force powers and you have a lightsaber. You can just mercilessly murk them. Like you could throw them off sides of things. You can pick one up with the force and throw it into another one. You can pick one up and then pick another one up and make them grab each other. Like they're just like scared of like flying away and then you send them both off the edge or then one of them grabs onto the edge and he's like just holding on and then you take like a block and smash him. And all this stuff is fucking rad. And they were like, okay, but how do we make it hard? We've given you all these fun tools. You've had a ton of physics fun. Now, what do we do for the rest of it? And so they said, what if we did this? What if we introduce harder enemies that force doesn't work on? And this was so fucking lame. Because then everything you had that was fun is no longer working. And now you just have to play the game in its most bare bone form. So it's the opposite. Instead of giving you stuff, they took stuff away. And it was the worst. It was so heartbreaking. It's like all I wanted to do was just be force God. And I wanted to be on that easy setting that you're talking about. Yep. And I just wanted to throw these dudes around all day and just like, I wanted them to send, instead of five stormtroopers, send a hundred and give me like a Kamehameha wave that can, that is like the size of a building and just let me just rock this army. Like Welcome that's end game. Welcome to World of Warcraft, my friend. <laughs> so did <laughs> they give you all of the powers to start? They did not, but you, so you start to get more and more powerful powers and then they start to not work on people yeah so they give you a little progression for half it's the worst because at first you have a small force push right just a little one like knock a person over 
then you get a bigger one and you're like this is sick and then eventually like that biggest one doesn't even work anymore you're like what, what the fuck you broke yep. my heart yeah unfortunately risk of rain super doesn't do that where the enemies get tougher and tougher and can deal more and more damage but and none of them are immune to shit yeah like you do the balance in risk of rain is kind of funny because i think the way they did it is that offense scales better on both sides so the only way i end up dying in like late game runs is i will like stumble and one of the giant lizards that breathes fire will just like dunk on me instantaneously and my entire health bar melts um and it's like oh okay so i i messed up and i died and that's fine um but i was obliterating everything within a 90 degree cone in front of me so you know yeah yeah they they allow you to be crazy and obliterate everything they just eventually kill you (laughs) right yeah they they had a release valve so that it didn't in risk of written one they didn't really have this because i mean things did get more dangerous and it did ramp up fairly quickly um but eventually you were just too terrifying um Risk of Rain 2 fixes that in a lot of ways. See, but is that making... like, So I know that you just want to have game? your power fantasies. I want to. No, what I want to do is I want to have my power fantasies all the way to the finish line. I want to walk. I, I want to be in the middle of flexing on those people. I want to be like the fourth round in to just not taking a single point of damage because we got like the perfect combo and the perfect strat and then just end it. You win. Nice job. Right, so ending it is an important thing that doesn't always happen. Uh, Risk of Rain 1, you only really got... It, the game was mostly balanced through the... Because the, the, you could advance through to the end and finish the game and, and win and get like a credits roll. And that took about like 45 minutes, I want to say. Um, or you could just keep looping and keep looping and keep looping. Um, that's currently the mode that's basically in Risk of Rain 2 right now. That's like the default. You can technically escape and exit at one point, but it's like not really a proper ending um so eventually if you're just going to loop and loop and loop forever yeah you do kind of need to have an end condition because otherwise you're going to be three hours in and you're hungry and tired and your game ends because you got bored of it right yeah yeah so you have to have an end but like i I guess I think this maybe is just my objection with the, the roguelike genre, that it just goes on forever, and just eventually the, the game wins. And you're kind of like, okay, I got farther, but eventually the game's just going to beat me. Whereas, like, games like Dead Cells and stuff, they have a finite end. You can win, should you do well enough in your run. And I just feel like that's so rad. Like, you can randomize all sorts of shit, but, like, if you let's, if someone is, is has a good enough strategy or a good enough run and is dominant enough, like, let them win. Um, I just I, I I don't know for me that's just so much more satisfying to be like I actually got across the finish line with this build like I didn't believe it I thought it was gonna like that the bottom was gonna come out from under it halfway through and I was gonna fall down but no we got it done instead of like well it's about 45 minutes so I think the game is telling me I needed to stop <laughs> <laughs> so but I, I mean that might just be coming that might just be the fact that it's a an incomplete game right they might they might be building like ending scenarios where where you can win eventually um i know they're building more characters and probably creating more items which is awesome 
Um, yeah. Yeah, I think all they were going to do was just add more characters, add more bosses, and then just make sure that there's 10 complete stages. This is Sick. What are there now? Like stuff five it. complete stages? Um, I think so. Let's see. There's the desert. There's the forest. There's the beach. There's two. That's ice. I think there's... I don't right, know, so the, not there's the first now. level, which is the choice of two. There's the second level, which is which is the choice of two. It's either Dragon's Roost or um, the other first level. I guess. It was <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really yeah. matter. We're not going to get this done. The <laughs> ruins, and then there's <laughs> abandoned aqueduct or uh, res- abandoned reservoir or whatever. Uh, and then there's ice map, and then there's one more choice of two, I believe, and then there's hell. Oh yes, hell. And then you go back to the forest. Yeah. I do think this game just immediately benefits though from just adding more items and just adding yeah. more crazy stuff. I guess you would theoretically yeah. get less synergies over time because you'd have a random well, chance to get. I mean, but what is synergy if not like just your abilities activating other abilities? So, I mean, I figure more abilities on more items was just going to activate your other things so yeah i don't know the way they've done the design in risk of rain and risk of rain 2 is that every item works pretty well with every other item you don't have an item that's like this does fire damage like in dead cells you kind of need those synergies because things have like specific conditions to be useful um in risk of rain it's just like the more you do the more you'll do and this applies across everything so every item you're kind of excited to get except for med kit because it's garbage yeah, well, there's a couple that are garbage. And, like, especially when they drop from bosses, you're like, you're really going to do me like that. Yeah. You're really gonna, I'm going to kill this boss and you're going to do me like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. I mean, any any other points? I know Zoe had something she wanted to bring up in terms about the, the visual design. Oh, um, yeah. That can be totally overwhelming. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, as a first-time player, I honestly think that the visuals in Risk of Rain 2 are downright annoying. Hmm. <laughs> Mainly because I, I just feel like there are times when you are fighting a boss or you're fighting a huge wave of monsters where the screen just becomes so overwhelming with stuff happening that like my brain just kind of short circuits and then you know the next thing i know i'm dead because oh i didn't look at the green health bar in the bottom left hand corner when there's 10 other green things happening on the screen that are distracting my brain um like for me i really struggle with that um the other thing i find really annoying with this game is the scanner (laughs) <laughs> I think that is annoying as fuck when you scan and you just see like 50 question marks pop up was, on your screen. I was going to say. And you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> we should never have let Matt pick up the scanner. No, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah, so just, funny because I was like, oh my God, like, I'm dying. And he hits the scanner <laughs> to like try to help. <laughs> He's like, I'll help. <laughs> Rude. But like, yeah, it's like, I. Like, I'm sure, like, the scanner should probably be used when you've exhausted the map and you haven't found the teleportation thing yet. So that way, when you throw the scanner, 
maybe up to five question marks show up on the screen. But like, well, yeah, maybe that was the issue. Matt was using it like at the very beginning when yep. there's like 60 things <laughs> happening on the map. But the fact that the game allows that like really bugs me just because it it's just sensory overload for me. Um, and it's just, you know, a lot of during these boss fights, so much is happening on the screen. So many numbers are just flying all over the oh, place. Yeah. Like, can we can we just have like cumulative damage numbers? I don't need to see four fours on the screen. Can we just have a one 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 sixteen? Like, just to be like, okay, sixteen was dealt there in a one second time span. Like, I don't know. That really bothers me with game design when they decide to like literally show you every single damage output that is happening especially when we modded the game and there's five players playing and there's just oh, that yeah. much more damage output <laughs> like i can only imagine what 16 players probably looks like visual wise i'm um, so ready you guys it just becomes an excel spreadsheet yeah i think i think <laughs> just download it <laughs> i think that's an yeah. extremely valid criticism um and I think it's it's just it, it's also partly to do with the fact that you don't play too many f- first-person shooters. Like you yeah. do play them, but not not very many, right? Some looter yeah. shooters, specifically, yeah. right? And so, like, there's a lot of just like visual cues that you just kind of learn to ignore. Um, right. But that might take you know five to twenty hours of playing these games to figure out which things actually matter and like get used to looking at your health bar and stuff. And so, mm-hmm. stuff that like you know just becomes second nature is really hard to pick up in this game when there's twenty billion things on the screen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I would agree with you with that. Like having having little experience with this type of genre, I think already puts me at a deficiency. And and yeah, like it's definitely something where I feel like the time commitment I would have to bring into this game to fully understand it though is like much higher than I personally want to invest in the game um like i i don't want to have to spend 20 hours on this game just to understand what to pay attention to i would rather only have to play like two hours of this game to figure out what i need to do um you know what might be kind of fun is a a run where we just gave all the items to zoe i know i'm down (laughs) i'm doing that i still die immediately Yeah, that would actually be kind of awkward. Like, the moment she dies, we're all just like, okay, everyone, hold hands. I feel like, so as someone who's played not a lot of looter shooters, but a lot of shooters, it's like there's a lot of things that I feel like are new in this. It's like a PC shooter, which I feel like you've played less of. I mean, you can correct me on that. But like PC shooter plus looter. So like the waterfall of numbers when you shoot someone, that's like, that's the good shit right there if you like looter shooters that's what you want to see you want to take that chain gun to someone and you want to see just like huge numbers just roll off them and and specifically bigger numbers than you had before um but yeah i feel like for me personally like i feel like it took i don't know a couple of runs like so maybe that's five hours or so um in order to be like okay i kind of understand what's going on like but but you know and that's like uh it might have been longer or shorter 
for other people i don't know i don't think 20 i don't think i don't think it would take 20 hours but but maybe it would if you were just like so inexperienced with with just this whole genre um i, yeah, I, I mean had like to... i go ahead gabe okay i was just gonna say i was gonna agree with zoe's i definitely had to like kind of come into this game and kind of like get used to how the the layout of like the ui worked and how like the the all how to filter what was important and what was not important to all the the mess of craziness going on on the screen yeah because there are a couple enemies you need to pay attention to they will just freeze you or yeah blow yeah. up and that's that's even coming from me who i've played i've played looter shooters before but even with this game you still kind of gotta get that through your head and i didn't realize what's going on yeah yeah and like really the only like looter shooters that i've had experience with that i've played i've invested a lot of time in i would say would be like borderlands borderlands 2 mm-hmm, where right. like you come across a chest you can hold down e and it only collects the items that you need personally so like I am a horrible teammate when it comes to these looter shooter games just because I literally just grab everything I open when really I should be like looking at the item and being like, hmm, is this good for my engineer or is this good for my commando or is this good for my huntress? I'm not really sure. Like, I'm one of those people, like, there were many instances last night when we were all playing this game where I would just open a chest and McQuaid would be like, oh, that'd be great for James. And I'd be like, ha-ha, no. <laughs> Dude, like, that's another reason why we should have you have all the items. It's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> just because I, I collect everything. It's perfect. So, hey, do, you, do, you, do you do that thing? This happened to me a couple times in, I think, Borderlands when I was playing with someone where... I would open a chest and I would be looking at the items and they would come in and vacuum everything up. Oh my like, god. They would walk like 15 meters away and they would just vacuum everything up as I'm looking at them. Like, yep, no. that, that is me. That is me as a player. <laughs> I'm that vacuumer. <laughs> wow, I'm losing respect so, quickly. Like, <laughs> Listen, people not to play Borderlands 3 with. Dude, well, you know who the worst yeah, player I'm, is? I'm just kind of in that, I'm, I, I'm in that, I'm in that zone of like, I, I, like, it's just a kind of thing that my brain can't white reset where like you know where i'm like you know this this is not for me i'm just like no i might need it for later <laughs> like, yeah. I'm a hoarder. I, I also think that does really like add to if you're new you're not gonna know what the engineer even does or what could benefit like we're saying yeah yeah give that to the engineer and you're like what is that is that yeah. the orange guy i think or not. the purple guy yeah. it's like ooh, a mushroom i'll pick it up what yeah is that especially because you don't even know what they do can you see the yeah. descriptions of an item before you pick it up? I don't think you can. No. Nope. Nope. Yeah. I think that's a that's one of the downsides to this game is that it literally doesn't tell you what it does until you pick it up and you're like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't have done this. Yeah, so <laughs> we did pull me aside like, hey, <laughs> can I drop this? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Every time you hit There's tab, not- James just has to look at that mushroom and cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I mean, but I was like a shitty really like. Oh, I've played this game forty hours, so I'm I know exactly how to optimize going around and finding loot. So I just like always had too many items compared to everyone else. Yeah, it just happens. You know who the worst player is? Worse than the vacuum, the person who like won't play along with like both people like understanding each other's build. Where you'd be like, oh man, that's great for me, and he's like, well, I don't use this weapon, but I could sell it, and you're like, dude. That's an upgrade for me. That's a straight improvement for my slot. And he's just like, yeah, but yeah, like, but think of what I could do if I saw it. <laughs> You're just like, come on, man, please. I'm about to turn this console off. Yeah, and you're like, I can't even sell things in Risk of Rain. He's like, well, what is? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll stand still. Like, no, you won't. No, you fucking 
about. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of personal kid trauma there. Just like there were some people I was like, I'm not playing this game with you anymore because you stole my shit. And like, that's not how this is going to go down. <laughs> Anyways, um, thank you for this therapy I session. That. I feel better. Because um, we should look at a gaming <laughs> therapy series. We should. Yeah, right. <laughs> Did they so take your you elemental item despite the that? fact that they can't use it? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like, like, and this is just from personal experience, but because, you know, there was that experience gap, I I think that just causes a lot of unnecessary animosity between Mm -hmm. gamers when it's just like, oh, God damn it. She's still learning. So we got to give her slack. But like, at the same time, like, I really need that item. And oh, God, she died. (laughs) So there goes all that item anyway. Like, Jesus. (laughs) Like. Yeah, and then meanwhile, Matt's just scanning in the background. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, my shit. screen is just being yeah. inundated with Let 80 me question add marks. Junk <laughs> to everyone's screen. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that kind of is junk the game, in a sense. Yeah. They throw junk enemies at you. Like originally, when I first played it, I was like, this is trash the game, which is a term in yeah. MMOs for just meaning the thing that's not the boss, but it, you have to kind of kill beforehand. And they call it trash because it's not worth anything and because it's in a sense i would say typically not that fun to shoot <laughs> or kill and i'm like this is trash the game like they just throw trash constantly they never stop which i eventually got used to but at first i was like dude throw some bosses at me dog like i don't need these guys anymore well i remember playing with what? you the first eventually time you they were do. high and i had to drill into your head open chests to get items yeah and i'm like wait open the chest though Can you give <laughs> them to me because you're great at killing everything to the chests Dude, because so I, I picked that class. They eventually do start throwing bosses at you as trash. So, like, you'll spawn into, on your, like, third loop, you'll spawn into hell or whatever, and there's already a magma worm, but it's lightning instead of magma, and three implords that teleport onto your location immediately. And you obliterate all of it in about ten seconds anyways, because you've gotten that far. Um, but, yes, eventually there are bosses that just spawn as trash. Yeah. And I feel like, like they could just do that right, right away. But yeah, sorry, go ahead. Acceptable like, flex. I think there's also like... <laughs> sorry. Like, sorry, that's I, ridiculous I, and I loved it. There right was now. like a... Like, I, I think this game also like needs more, more color in the sense of like... There needs to be better indicators for enemy versus ally in the sense that, like, there was, during one of our runs at one point, someone got an ability where, like, enemy robots actually fought for you. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's the worst. But, like, the problem is these enemy robots, like, aren't color-coded in such a way to give you the impression that they're friendly, at least from the beginner standpoint. Yeah, yeah the guardians. Angel guardians, and they have a small yellow triangle over them, and you yeah. exactly. shoot them. It's, yeah, so it's you a just tiny dump yellow triangle, them, and then you're like, oh, yeah. So like that 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 level, I found myself just like, yeah, like just dumping all my abilities on these on these creatures, only to find out, oh, I didn't pay attention to the 
tiny yellow triangle that's in the middle of all these 80 question marks (laughs) boy don't you look foolish (laughs) don't worry you were not the only person with that problem oh (laughs) i know seriously i'm pretty sure we all all of us were doing that i wish they like you know like at least maybe like change their color kit a bit like maybe make them like a purple or something like i don't know just like make them some distinct color to be like these are friendly do not waste your abilities on not enough I'm glad to yeah. hear that I wasn't the only person that just oh, like. Oh God, no! I knew that. that was coming, and I still couldn't. Plus, like, oh God, aren't they like melee creatures? Because they're just like because yeah. they sit next to you. Like that's the whole point. They follow you around because you're your guard. So they just walk right at you. Yeah, and you're just like, oh my God, get away! I was gonna say, even if I'm the one that summons them, I'm like, oh Jesus! <laughs> no, yeah, I 100% agree with that. Yeah, I guess the way I dealt with those was that if I looked at it and it didn't die, it was probably friendly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair oh, enough man. fair enough there's a yeah like so i think like as like from a beginner standpoint this game is very hard to get into just because of the sheer amount of stimulation that just like bombards itself at you mm. and like you really only have like a slight like you really only have the first phase to like adjust and i hardly think that one phase of this game is enough to like get be in tune with what this game is about. So the power spike of enemies is much faster with multiple people. Um, yeah. Yeah. So if you played by yourself, which you probably will never do, uh, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> you would. No it would. It would ease you into it much easier. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Even just two players, by the way. Um, yeah. And I think it's really not about, like, it's with all roguelike games. Like, it's not like the, the first couple levels are supposed to necessarily, I mean, they are supposed to help teach you, but they're not supposed to completely teach you. It's like, it's it's more of a matter of runs. It's like the first five runs teach you or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But then you have to sit there and deal with the anxiety of being like, am I holding these guys back? And in reality, no one cares. <laughs> but like that definitely like plays in people's heads. Like I remember oh, yeah. when I was playing the um, the guy when I was first playing with you guys, uh, Gabe and well, I don't know who was like Lee, Lee. or something. Yeah. yeah, like I was playing the guy who is a he can't jump. He's like a turret basically. He can kind of jump, but he can't really. Yeah, and he's, robot guy. he's incredibly slow. And I just didn't get enough movement items, and so I just couldn't get to safety fast enough. I just couldn't. And I was like, hey guys, I, I need you to come help me. And then they'd be like, okay, we'll turn around. And I'm already dead. And like, <laughs> y- y- that does like weigh on the person where you're like, I'm fine. And they're like, no, it's cool. It's cool, bro. You know, like they're trying to like talk you down. Like, it's fine, bro. It's fine. And you're like, I just want, I want to be useful. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I feel that. But I, yeah, I feel like, I feel like eventually you would get there. Where you'd be like, oh, I get what's going on and I'm, I'm fine. And I'm with the group. But like at the beginning, especially when it gets crazy. And, these See, people, and you've learned how to play that guy better. Yeah, I have. I used to snipe everything. His sniper is so fun. It's so fun because it's infinite distance. Yeah. And so you're just like, I will snipe something as far as I can possibly. Um, but then you just go into a chain gun. That's all you do. Yeah. You just get boss shred items and you just sit there next to the turret guy and you just act like a third turret. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And I actually wonder. The variety oh, of like the characters all have quite a lot of variety to them. Um, and they all work well within the same system while feeling distinct themselves. Um, and I just kind of appreciate that. Because it would be easy to make a bunch of characters who are all like kind of the same. Like Cod uh, Guy 1 through 4? 
yeah um and they managed to avoid that like even the the commander who's like kind of the base um yeah. has like a very distinct identity yeah i would say that they that might be one of the areas that they are um shooting themselves in the foot in terms of early access like i think they really could have benefited from making the huntress available at the beginning because if i think of i mean even zoe but i think of like elena and stuff like that like elena plays zero like shooters in any sense like that other than maybe you know fallout or something i would have loved to give her someone that doesn't require as much aim like right from the get-go to get her Mm. in but instead it's like Mm. use a commando for a couple rounds trust me sort of thing um which i just feel like it's missing that opportunity to have that really nice like dude you don't even have to aim on the very first go uh it just feels like a great way to get someone in yeah huntress is also the easiest to play for newer players in the super game one uh and they are it is a little weird that they don't that they aren't unlocked right away um but i can also see that you only want to provide players with one character to start maybe so. huntress honestly i mean because but, but let's say they had all their 10 that they were gonna make they had them in their mm-hmm. disposal then then they could say we'll give you two to start or something it'd be easier because they, they really need the carrots on the stick right now because they have so little essentially end game content if you will yeah well, that's the easy, that's the interesting thing about the the first character that they start you with the commando is kind of like nice like generic character that has like some pretty familiar abilities that you probably have used or seen mm-hmm. similar types in other video games but it is interesting yeah they don't just add like the they don't give him like an ability where you don't have to aim or or even just yeah straight up switch his slot with the the huntress yeah yeah i just like i really I was like sad to be like, we're gonna play like a bunch of hours tonight, and I don't even think Zoe's gonna get to the Huntress. She did, I think, but it's just like one of those things of no, like, I did. yeah, yeah. But it's just like that would be a much easier start. I yeah. feel like, I don't know, whatever. That's a nitpick, but I, I don't know. I just think it's, a, it's no, a, I agree. Yeah. Well, guys, how do we feel about that? All right, so check this out. <laughs> um, Are we I've been doing do a little the bit updated ratings. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing a little bit of thinking, right, wrapping around the whole noggin in there yeah i cut my thumbs off Wait, can i first say the... something for a sec yes yeah now so the like time to remind brandon you. has been <laughs> brandon has been like listening to this podcast and I'm sorry. i think it was a couple episodes ago we, we talked about our rating systems as like the tyranny of thumbs and brandon brandon's just like that's a really good podcast name you should guys <laughs> you guys should call yourselves the tyranny of thumbs <laughs> i and like so, it there, there we go <laughs> That is yeah. my. <laughs> That's your two cents. Fifteen episodes in, and we yep. figured out what we're going to name our podcast. Yeah, I think Tyranny of Thumbs. You know, it, like sure, it's not gaming related, but like, hey. <laughs> oh, sure it is. Kind of is. Thumbs are the gaming or the gaming finger, and also yeah. the tool usage finger. But gaming is more important, obviously. Yeah, exactly. You can build skyscrapers with this and games. <laughs> you can play games. That's what I'm saying with Game of Thumbs. Games and jam. We probably won't. Game, game, of <laughs> game of Thumbs. Game of Thumbs. Our intro is just like an off to off pitch, like da da da. We just get the kazoo guy to do it. Oh my god! It should just be like us as a like five like a like just as a five five person chorus, just doing the Game of Thrones theme song. Notably, as far as I'm aware, none of us have any musical training. Yeah, so it won't even be suable because it won't even resemble the actual thing. <laughs> yeah. It'll be so Can't bad. Sue us if we did it badly. 
Game of like Thumbs that. brought to you by Visual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Oh my god. Yeah, I've been using Visual for a few weeks now, and it's great because I can read books, but I get to be uh, contributing to uh, tech giants and Silicon Valley, which is really something I look for in my life. So, yeah. 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 It, vis- visible is great. Instead yeah. of your local uh, bookstore. <laughs> Those are all owned by assholes. <laughs> and plus, they're going to go away anyway. How are you going to return your shit? Like, Kindle, never heard of it. Yeah. It's like, you know what was really lame? Buying books and then owning them and giving them to your friends. Now you can pay a subscription service and never have to do that again. There was an article that was suggested in like, to your friends. In like the Times or something that was like, owning things is gauche now. Everything is just rented. And it, it was this article that's like, yeah, some people are even opting to just rent literally everything. And it's very confusing. Oh, that's so weird. That's disgusting. <laughs> I just feel like there's something so human about owning it, though. Like, oh, I yeah. just, I love it. I love having a is thing. That... Hey, McCoy, are you a capitalist? Uh, yeah, baby. <laughs> Do you live in America? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, dude, sometimes when I feel bad, I'm just like, it's time to go consume. And I just, like, roll out to the mall, and I just, you know? That's what I love. You order something online, yeah, and you're like, yeah. all right, a reason to live again. <laughs> Thanks, you <laughs> find some super goods will sate my rising existential dread. Yeah, Thank exactly. you, Reagan. <laughs> oh god so, All right. i don't even know why I that's funny that... and i laughed I... <laughs> it's reaganomics man sure i guess the point is i brought up tyranny of thumbs only because mccoy's new rating system does not involve thumbs and i'm very upset oh it can Wait, it can still what? involve thumbs no, 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 Yo, I'm ignoring this new rating system. What is it? Pro, pro, pro. Can't, I, you know, I'm leaving. I am, Dude, that was like for some the record, fucking fake news that shit right here. <laughs> I'm also going to ignore the new rating system. Yeah, but that wasn't related. But Adam's like jumping on. He's like, uh, it's because of the thumbs for sure, you guys. That's why I'm ignoring <laughs> I'm in solidarity with James. Like, <laughs> Okay, we can, I, here's what I'll say. We can at minimum name this section the tyranny of thumbs, if not the whole podcast. I'm, I'm, I will, you know, that's Perfect. a discussion for another day, you know but what? at minimum. Yeah. Oh my God. We could do a, like a music segment. Let's ask Can our viewers. <laughs> Dude, I think we should and get an email. We've got a feedback from our viewers. There are none of them. <laughs> Dude, did you know no, there let, actually let's, let's are? Open. I think there's like let's a open up an email. So I went on a technicality because I really hope our audio podcast does not have viewers. <laughs> Visual. <laughs> like <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, I love how I just oh clap and like, fucking audit, like edit that shit. Oh, you're good. <laughs> to not like blow people's ears Nobody out. listened to this. Yeah, you're right. I think like 10, <laughs> ten minutes of like this, the past 10 minutes need to be edited out at this no, point. No, this is the intro. No, this is the whole podcast. Edit everything else out, just this. Actually, truthfully, yeah, the stuff about Risk of Rain, not that good content. Yeah, like, not exactly. that interesting. <laughs> Oh, God. We had we checked. We had some listeners in like Vietnam, Japan. Yeah, I thought Japan oh, was hot, but he <laughs> alleges that not that's not true. Exactly, dude. You can't trust me. I know, but I, I feel like it doesn't have to be him, right? We also had like, He's like two nah, in Spain. bro. I don't listen to that shit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, that was so funny. He was like, "Are you guys recording live right now?" I'm like, "Dude, while we're playing Risk of Rain, have you ever even listened to one of the What are you talking about?" <laughs> He's like, "Actually, no." I felt like that dude who like knowledge checks you is like, okay, so you're like, dude, I watched that TV show. And he's like, what was the original writer's middle name? And you're like, what the fuck? Like, why am I supposed to know that? But that's what I felt with Matt. Cause he was just like, yeah, do you guys just like record while you play? And I was like, what? 
How the fuck would we do that? He rated us? What? Excuse me, he rated us Uh, after having not listened to our podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good point. Dude, he must have listened to one episode and thought, like, this is strange. This is the one where they don't play. (laughs) Yeah, his ratings were somewhat flawed. I feel like the further we go on. Anyways, um, so the rating system. um, What were we talking about? Hello? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, uh, the rating system. I was, so here's how I was thinking about right. We initially had like a sort of like a Likert scale. That's like so. Why did I name drop that? But anyways, these are this is the things I paid for and I'm still paying for <laughs> that knowledge. But uh, no, it was like so. It was you know two thumbs down, one thumbs down, a neutral, one thumbs up, two thumbs up. So that's like a very uh, evenly distributed scale. And that all sounds well and good, but I really don't think anyone is going to take advantage of the difference between like a double thumb and a, and a like down and a thumbs down. Like typically it's like sort of like the reviews as we've seen uh, in media, specifically in games, like over the course of the past 15 years where like everyone just started using everywhere between 70 and 100. Do you know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. And then they would occasionally just go like 40, check it out. This game sucks. But it didn't matter if it was like a 40 or a 30. Like that wasn't really a huge distinction that anyone cared about. This is my reasoning. People can feel free to be like, that sucks. But this is my thought process. So I was like, okay, if that's true, that we're not going to take the distinction between the double thumb and the single thumb, what if we instead had just like a thumbs down period? Like that's one. Then we have like a meh. So we're getting, getting rid of the double thumbs, right? And then you have a single thumb up or a double thumbs up. So it's like a four point scale in general. And then if you wanted to, on the occasion, you can give like a, essentially like a super thumbs up or something like a, su- a super like, which I just hate that term, but you know what I mean? Wait, 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 wait. I thought we still had two thumbs up in this rating we system. We do. We do. So why so did you say down. occasionally no. people give that? No, no, no. What I'm saying is uh, like the four standard ratings would be thumbs down, meh, thumbs up, double thumbs up. That's what I'm thinking. So That's like the store standard. Okay. You- it's also a five-point scale, but are you just trying to make it harder for us to give two thumbs up? No. I am trying to make it so that there's more room to differentiate how much people like the games. And I think you could, and I think that matters. Ultimately, I think we're going to be playing a lot of games we like. Uh, and I think it really matters for us trying to differentiate that, like, how much. So, like, if a game really, really spoke to you, you could give it, like, a super thumb or a golden thumb. <laughs> Jesus Christ, a golden thumb, you know, a uh, golden star, something like that. I don't know if this makes any think, sense, but to me, it's just like, do we really need to have all that stuff on the bottom of the scale that no one's ever going to use? I don't think anyone's even given a thumbs down. False. Uh, do you remember when I played the Gat Lady? <laughs> do you remember Starseed Pilgrim? Oh, no, actually, you're fair. Because uh, I don't think Starseed I Pilgrim, gave Pilgrim, the Cat thumbs. Lady. Exactly. I give both of those one thumb down, I believe. Hmm. We need our we need our record keeper. Let's pull out the Excel spreadsheet. I actually, I'm going to go back and put them on a spreadsheet someday. But anyways, that must, I don't know how. People, okay, that was my thought was just get a scale that does more differentiation at the top end because that's where we tend to find ourselves and that's where it actually matters. So for me, like a game like the Cat Lady would be like a star. Like that game's fucking rad. I really enjoyed it. Whereas there might still be a really great game. I give it two thumbs up, but it wasn't like this game spoke to me, sort of thing. Okay, cool. Well, thanks, guys. Anyways, we'll end this podcast. Yeah, that sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, I'll just start. Yeah, do it. Sure. Uh, This game, to me, is a single thumb up game. I I liked it. I had a lot of fun with it. I liked modding it because it's like a PvE game. It doesn't matter. It's just like optimize the fun, have chaos, you know, whatever. 
Um, I still think, yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of trash that they throw at you. There's a lot of like feeling of just like impending doom. Like no matter what I do, no matter what happens, I'm just going to lose eventually. I think that's kind of lame. Um, and I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I still had a fuck ton of fun with it though. That's the thing. I just had a lot of fun with friends and, uh, that's rad. That's always rad. So I don't know. Single thumb up for me. I'm, I'm wishing them well. I'm glad I gave them my money. I hope they do well with it. I hope they build more stuff. I'll probably check back in. Let's go to cool. Gabe across from me. Okay. Uh, I think I would also rate this game a thumbs up. Um, I really enjoyed playing it. I did like its simplicity. Um, it's definitely even more fun with your friends, which is always a plus for me, bringing in other people, kind of teaching them how it works and having fun off of that. Um, and I, I liked how the inventory system works where you don't have to worry really about like optimizing a build or making these crazy intricacies work. You can just pick items up and just go. Um, I do hope in the future that they implement more content, so like more stages maybe more items, obviously more um, characters. And even if maybe they put in some kind of like end game thing to work towards, like like even if it symbols like a, a, like a victory, some kind of like satisfying victory, I would really enjoy that. So yeah, I think I'll go back to this game later and see if they, how they, how they've implemented more into their game. All right, let's go to uh, Zoe now. Okay, um, I'm gonna give this game a meh, as in like, eh, didn't like it, didn't hate it. Um, I think the only reasons that I enjoyed playing this game was again because of the camaraderie and the multiplayer aspect, but I don't think it actually stemmed from the game itself. Um, as someone who doesn't have a lot of experience in the roguelike genre, it was very hard to get into and to pay attention to things and understand. I'm sure with time and with more hours played, maybe that meh will go to a one thumbs up. But at this point in time, it's just kind of a meh for me. I really will only play it if people hit me up and say, hey, want to hit up a game of Risk of Rain. But Otherwise, I'm not going to be the one going out and asking people to play it with me. And I'm not sure if I'll be one to check in after the early access. Um, But yeah, you know, maybe I just need to get good and then I'll have the confidence. But as it stands right now, I'm just kind of at a (laughs) meh confidence. (laughs) Dude, I hope someone is just yelling at their fucking podcast, like their phone, just like, get good. She doesn't understand. I was going to agree with Adam. Oh, yeah, Sounds like she is a casual. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're Adam probably raging podcast right now. Just typed in, like, a <laughs> Zoe quote and then just said a casual. <laughs> <laughs> the quote is, well, we only got through three or four stages from a casual. <laughs> a casual. <laughs> so, Adam is that guy. He represents you out there, by the way. Those who are frustrated and yelling out there. He is your man. Please send your fan mail to... Okay, anyways. Um... <laughs> In fact, yeah, Adam, what's up? What'd you think? Um, so I'm going to go ahead and give this a 35,153. Um, so Risk of 2, I think, is a really worthy successor to Risk of 1. Um, it hits all the same high points. Uh, and it kept, the, we didn't really talk about this in the podcast, but the way you unlock new content is by 
not really by just playing more necessarily, but by aiming for specific things and like trying to do challenges, which is a fun way to keep something like this varied because you can approach each run as like, a, I'm going to try and get this thing where I don't heal for the first three levels or whatever. <coughs> um, that's a fun way of doing it. They change the balance of it so that it now doesn't run away one way or the other. Uh, and either take forever to end or end prematurely. Um, I, it's definitely still early access. They haven't implemented a lot of the fun things that I'm looking forward to, but the core is there and the core is very solid. Um, this is a good game. So uh, again, that's 35,153 points. Nice. I think that All is right. his highest rating yet. Yeah, really impressive. <laughs> Well, you, you guys don't know the denominators on any of these, so it's, you know. You didn't list one, so. Right, that's correct. So in this case, it would be over one, right? By default? So yeah. So it just be the point system, right? So it's just one. So it's just points. It's out of yeah. 10, actually, so that's ridiculously high. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is making my head hurt. This is, oh, God. It's like, so you're I, one of those guys who, like, who just thinks all, like, looter shooters are meaningless because like their numbers are going up and your numbers are going up and like what if they just didn't do that or something is that that's how i, mean, I feel like it is it's sometimes i feel that way um this game isn't that but yes i am giving you garbage numbers because i rage against the tyranny of thumbs fair enough <laughs> nice fair enough james you want to take us home yeah i mean i have 40 hours in this game so it's hard to not give it a two thumbs like i just I played a lot. I played. I, I played it a lot by myself. I'm done with that until a new character comes out. Um, but I really enjoy it. Um, it's just the kind of game that that uh, that that you know tickles me. Uh, the numbers go up, which really gets me going, and um, <laughs> and I can open boxes, which also gets me going. You know. <laughs> Uh, God, what did they call loot boxes the other day? Like EA was like referring to them. What was it? Oh. it was like a... Skinner boxes? No, but it no, wasn't that. No. It was a. Uh, it was like they're surprise boxes. Yeah, so they're, they're just little game surprises. Ethical surprise boxes. TM. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's ethical if they put ethical in the title. This certainly does not raise any questions. <laughs> These are some e surprise boxes. You're like, oh, what does it stand for? Electronic? Like, no, 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 no. It stands for ethical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I definitely would recommend this to all my friends so that I could play with them to play more of this game. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. All the way. I like uh, it. By, also, shout out to James for uh, being super friendly and teaching me the game when I was new. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, cool. I think we, uh, we, we end this thing, right? Got to cut out this. Well, how do yeah, I, how do we end it with full energy? You. I gotta tell you about the next exciting game you'll be playing. Oh, exactly. oh yeah, God, someone understands what's going on um, here. All right, go on. <laughs> um, so, kind of following the trend of making you guys play mostly games of historical import, um, I'm gonna make you guys play uh, a game called Cave Story. Mm. Um, and there's Cave Story Plus, which exists, and you guys can play that if you feel like it. Uh, that was a re remaster, basically, that was then sold for money. But the original Cave Story was made by a Japanese dude and released for free in, like, 2004 or something like that. Um, 
it really I can get into more about what makes it exciting when we actually go and play it. But um, Cave Story will be the next game to play, and I'll put links in chat for you guys for that. Perfect. Get excited. Awesome. Right I'm excited. Yeah. This game is awesome. Oh. Adam made well, we me play it once a... before, so I'm happy to have him make me play it again. Well, the I jury's actually rigged. haven't played it since like middle <laughs> school or something, so I'm going to go back and take to it with a more critical eye. Yeah, cool. So, I feel like Adam just he participates in this podcast because he can force other people to play these games. <laughs> yeah, actually, basically. that's actually yes, that is correct. I, I, <laughs> I appreciate the honesty. That's reasonable. I accept. He, he puts up with the tyranny of thumbs just so that he can make people. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to give his game like negative thirty-eight thousand million thumbs. <laughs> like, <laughs> like fuck my own system. Like just, it's just, just a war between me and just, Adam. Just do it now. Might as well. <laughs> just do it now. <laughs> just I have this game, your, but yeah, lock in just, your opinion. Just like everyone else hated on Fallout seventy six without playing it, I'm gonna hate on this game without playing it. Let's do it. Let's Good take choice. them down, boys. All right. Um, cool. Thank you everybody uh, for tuning in. I think we should totally create an email and see if we can get one person in like Japan to like write us back. That's not Matt. Um, <laughs> and then. Let's just make sure that when they give some feedback, we all just immediately bend to that one person's will, right? Yes. Like if they're like, "Dude, it's one hundred percent of reviewers," or excuse me, <laughs> listeners. Yeah, exactly. I'm into that. I'm yeah, into that. our email just... is uh, sponsored by Visual at gmail dot com. <laughs> James, Visual you. Can you spelled that? super weird though. Just look up the startup so you know what it's actually called. Yeah, James, I'm gonna task you with creating this email and uh, distributing it. But uh, I'm doing that and answering it and getting all the emails from it. (laughs) You're like, guys, we didn't get any real emails. We did get some spam. Sorry, what? (laughs) Are we just going to cut it now then? I think we're just going to cut it now. Yeah. Thank you. Take care, everyone. Uh, Be well and stuff. Awesome. Bye. Bye. Clicking that stop button. Great choice. (laughs) Good.